This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of an abusive relationship, pornography, estrangement from family, and mention of self-harm. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever it is that cisgender heterosexual people think it is we're doing. Uh, But CJ, what's on the bi schedule for today? On the bi schedule is Oliver! They're sitting down to chat with us today and I'm very excited. Hi, Oliver. Hi. And then we're going to play a game. I always forget to, like, complete the buy schedule, even though that's the same bit we've been doing this literal entire podcast. It's always a game. I'm sure they get it by now. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, hello. How are you, Oliver? Hello. I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day outside. It is yes. a beautiful day. Jen and I, like, chilled out in a park before this recording, and this apartment that we're in has so many plants, and I'm just, like alive Mm. and living in it. I need more plants. I think that there's not enough. Mm. Could always use more plants in an apartment Mm -hmm. until it gets too far. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You can always use more until you can't. Well, I say you can always use more, but then I've been in people's homes where I'm like, literally, (laughs) there's a whole tree growing in my apartment right now. And I love that tree. That tree Mm. is my friend, but it is a whole tree. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about you, Oliver. Um, I use they, them pronouns, I'm non-binary, I'm queer, and um, I'm a comedian in Philadelphia. Yeah! Yes! Uh, so, lead us on, on your queer journey. Oh boy, okay, so I grew up in Southern California, mm-hmm. in a really, are you, you're excited. Are I'm you, from California too! Where are you from? Um, Woodland Hills area? That's, I was, like, close-ish to Hollywood. Uh-huh. But, like... Are you one of the people yeah. who are technically the valley? I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. I'm a valley... Valley they? Hmm. <laughs> no, I actually never got your pronouns. Oh, uh, I use she, her, and they, them. Oh, okay, great. Because I'm figuring stuff out. Yeah. I mean, who says you have to choose one? That's, That's true. true. That's you true. can have a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can collect them all. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a valley they. Valley they. I love it. Yeah, I'm from uh, North County, San Diego. So mm. San Diego County is so huge, but I'm, I'm up at the very top kind of uh, from Valley Center, California. Mm. And when I used to meet other people in San Diego and I'd tell them I'm from Valley Center, they would say, where's that? So it's like <laughs> a very small, conservative farm town and like kind of the mountain mm area of North County, San Diego, Mm -hmm. um, where it's, yeah, very Republican, very religious, and I grew up there, um, let me see, I can't even remember my my earliest queer memory, but I always knew that I was queer. Mm. I don't know. I felt it in my bones. Uh, In fifth grade, I started watching Teen Titans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was like my moment when I realized, oh, I think this is what bisexuality is because <laughs> I had a crush on Robin, okay. Raven, oh, yeah. and Starfire. Ooh. See, I was trying to think of if I had a crush because I was also really into Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of like, because I'm bi mm-hmm. and I'm like, did I have a crush on any of the dudes? Or was it just Raven <laughs> and Starfire? It might have just been those two. I, I mean, have... a part of me wanted to be Robin. Mm. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of that. Adopt me, Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a very vivid memory of looking up Teen Titans fan art on DeviantArt. 
Ooh. And I found somebody who drew like exclusively comics and art of Starfire and Raven in a relationship. Yes, I've seen a lot of those. But then my parents would come into like the computer room and I'd like close out of things really quick. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. And like leave the room. <laughs> Ooh, that like anxiety of just like accidentally showing your parents the slightest hint of gayness. They found it in my, my search history. Right, we didn't really know about that back then. Mm. But the image they found had Ra- Raven when she was a bunny. If you remember the episode where she got turned into a yeah, rabbit. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. So they didn't realize what was happening was gay. Their issue was that the site was called DeviantArt. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. like the like the devil, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright. And I was just like, cool, I'm never using that computer again, ever. Oof. And then... I have the advantage of, I'm not sure, if I quizzed my dad today on how to look in search history (laughs) on the internet, honestly, I think I could bet him any amount of money that he couldn't, and I'd be right. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) So, so Teen Titans Titans turned you gay, and then what happens? Yeah, Teen Titans turned me gay. Um, Yeah, and then growing up, uh, what else about my queer journey? I didn't really, like, come out to anybody until I was, like, in high school. When when I was in eighth grade, I entered into this relationship with someone who was a sophomore in high school who uh, is a cisgender, like, man. And while we were together for, like, a few years, we were together since from when I was in eighth grade to my junior year of high school. Mm. And uh, there were a couple of times when he would kind of, like, trap me into some kind of question and then be like you're bisexual, aren't you? Oh. And I was like, N- no, no, like, uh, no, I just, I think girls are pretty and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, it wasn't until I got out of that relationship that I was, like, very honest with myself and my friends. And I was like, yes, I yeah. am queer. I had, like, an eerily similar situation. Yeah. But, I, I mean, the difference being that I only dated this person for six months, but that didn't stop him from literally the entire time asking me if I was bi. But, like, in a weird way. Yeah. But, like, in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it's so accusatory like that. Well, one thing is that that partner and I, we were, like, having sex in high school. And we were trying to, like, spice up our sex life. So, he, we would, like, watch porn together. But us trying to figure out what porn we wanted to watch mm. together, that's when he was like, you're gay. Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay, at this point, I can't really keep lying about what I want. Right. Though, like, porn is weird. So, like, try, oh, it not, is. Not, not porn in general. Porn is great, good resource for everybody. But, like, trying to, like, navigate, like, what porn you want by, by going on, like, the regular websites where mm-hmm. porn happens, like, the mainstream yeah. ones. It's like, sex is bad, I think. I'm looking around yeah. here and I think sex is bad. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this, like, cishet sex where it doesn't seem like they're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's a comedian, I want to say it's Cameron Esposito, who is a lesbian, right. who talks about watching, like, cis gay porn, because she's like, I know everyone's having a good time, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear to me. Yeah. yeah. Even trying to look up, like, you know, girl on girl stuff, one time I tried to watch something, and, like, literally it was just the two of them be like, I can't believe you're engaged right now, and I'll be like... <laughs> I know, right? But we're gonna do this. And I'm like, the acting is just boring. Yeah. Or when they put, like, very slow instrumental behind it. Mm. Where they're like, oh, this has a feminine touch. And I'm like, who said I want to watch that? Like, yeah. that also is dull. But then you try to fast forward and it's like somebody trying to climb into somebody else's butt. And it's like, How did we get here? Yeah, very I true. went from zero to ten. Yeah. Incredible. I really enjoyed the pantomime that went along with that goof. <laughs> I wish this was a video because I did. Try. That was for our eyes only. Yes. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and then I was still dating primarily men until I went to college, and that's when I moved away and I felt a lot more comfortable expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, my my mother, uh, she was a hairstylist, and she was very superficial, 
and she had a big say in the way that I presented myself. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until college where I was like, I can cut all my hair off. I can dye it different colors. I can dress in a more androgynous way or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And that's when I started, like, finally exploring my sexuality in a way that felt very comfortable to me. Um, And then when I was in college, I also came out as non-binary. And my non-binary journey, I guess, like, growing up, I, when I was, like, a kid, I was kind of like a tomboy. Um, I was always very athletic and very active. And then it wasn't until I was in high school improv and we were doing a show that was, like, boys versus girls because it was, like, high school comedy Mm -hmm. sports. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, telling all of my friends, like, why do I have to pick a side? Why can't I just be my own creature? Mm. And I didn't have the language for my gender and how it how I felt in my own body. But me saying that in front of people, like, I feel like an alien. I feel like a creature. And everybody kind of just staring back at me blankly. And I was like, mm. other people don't feel this confused? Mm. And I didn't really have the language until I went to college and I was studying theater arts and feminist studies. And I just started this this whole influx of like new words and new ways of thinking that I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely non-binary and I've felt like this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been out. I've been out as queer since high school but that was like very hush hush only like my closest friends Mm. knew but then when I was in college I was like yes I am queer as fuck and then um in college I came out in like 2015 and then I came out to my parents in 2016 Mm. so now it's 2019 Mm. it's been okay (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of rough coming out as non-binary uh to my family but and I've and I've lost a lot of family since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a very very strong relationship with my dad and my sister, so that makes up for all the bullshit and all the bad people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always think it's interesting whenever I hear um, the stories of like people who come out as non-binary, like the first times they figure it out, because like without any of the vocabulary, mm-hmm. like we all have sort of our Oof. own like. I'm not boy-girl. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. Like, I personally, like, I um, asked my partner at the time, I was like, if I was another gender, but I didn't want to change my body. And I'm like, I just want to scream back into 2013, like, non-binary. Yeah. (laughs) The word you're looking for is non-binary. Here's a book. Yeah, I think, uh, I like, I was so into Tumblr when I was in high school. And that was the first time I ever heard the word cis. I was, like, following this one person who kept using that. And I was like, is that an acronym? What is it? And I remember looking it up. I'm like, oh, okay, cisgender. And then on the other end, that's transgender. And that's when I just fell into this whole, like, Tumblr 2014 feminism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and finding out what non-binary was. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) for all its faults. Tumblr has educated a lot of young queer people. Oh, yeah, it has (laughs) shaped me. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) God. Tumblr taught me about feminism. Tumblr taught me about gender. Tumblr taught me about other sexualities. Tumblr taught me what the clitoris do, because sex ed sure didn't. Yeah. Mm -mm. I know. It was so educational. And it was, like, my safe haven. I found so many friends through it, and... Even people that I'm friends with still now who are in different states, I'm like, wow, remember we found each other on a Bright Eyes fan blog? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Which then sucks so much that Tumblr, like, fucked everything up for, like, queer people and sex workers and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, Yahoo. And ostensibly everybody using Tumblr. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I haven't even tried opening it since... I, I went back for a moment, and it was rough. <laughs> Sometimes I go back because I was so good at archiving my things on there mm. with all the series of tags. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, diary entries upon diary entries and so many pictures, and it's like it was just a good time to mark through all of my, like, ups and downs. 
Uh, especially like depressive episodes, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what Finstas are for now. Indeed. <laughs> Everyone uses Finstas in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I follow somebody's Finsta and I'm like, oh, this is their sex place. Uh-huh. And then I follow somebody's Finsta and I'm like, this is their cry place. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you never really know until you log, until they accept your request. Mm-hmm. You're just like, like, this is my friend and I want to support them. Mm-hmm. I like how there's also, there's like the side Twitters too, which, um. What? The, yeah, you have a second a, Twitter that's where you put whatever you want. Do people use want. Twitter for that? or That's the that... thing I was going to say is that I I like I know somebody who has a side Twitter, but they still like refer to it as like a Finsta Twitter or something. It's just like, Twitter does sound very bad. <laughs> Twitter seems like something, Twitter seems like a product I don't really want to purchase. Or one of those fantastic beasts from that film franchise. <laughs> It does sound like a J.K. Rowling word. You can hear Eddie Redmayne being like, oh, that's a Fwitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think? It's, it sounds like it's from a Fantastic Beasts erotic fanfic. Oh, my God. That's, that's what a Fwitter is from. I'm stroking his Fwitter. <laughs> yes. I found the Fwitters. <laughs> you know that sexy thing you say during sex? Aha, I found the clit. <laughs> Eureka. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> You were gonna keep the Eddie Redmayne voice. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we all do that. We all talk like Eddie Redmayne during sex, right? <laughs> Everyone email me if you talk like Eddie Redmayne during sex. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, you had mentioned uh, as we were talking about what we're going to talk about, polyamory. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about your experiences with that, or just in general the subject? Yeah, I, well, when I was in that first relationship um, from eighth grade to sophomore year of high school, or like about junior year, um, I wasn't a jealous partner. Mm -hmm. I had a very possessive, jealous partner who, obviously he was abusive because he was trying to keep me from my friends and having other relationships outside of the one that I had with him. And I always kind of just had this, he was always afraid that I was going to cheat on him. Mm. Or that I was going to, you know, whatever, leave. But my sentiment was always like, I don't feel that way. And if you ever feel that way, you can go. Like, Mm. I want you to be happy. If you find somebody else that makes you happier than how I'm making you happy, then that's fine with me. Like, I wouldn't want to keep someone in a relationship with me if they're unsatisfied. Mm. So I always had that mentality and then I was in, like, a series of very short monogamous relationships after that long one that was during such, like, transformative years of my life. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to college, um, I started dating somebody. But it still wasn't... I was I was in a relationship with somebody, but I still didn't feel completely satisfied. And that was maybe in, like, 2013. We broke up. I started dating somebody else, and when I was in that relationship in, like, 2014, I told them, like, what, how do you feel about dating other people? Mm -hmm. Us still dating, we're secure, I love you, but I I was dating a man at the time, and I was like, I also want to explore my sexuality. Mm -hmm. I want to date people of different genders. And at first, he was like, yes, let's do it, and then the second somebody asked me out on a date, and I, like, approached him about it, he was... Just so up in arms about it. Mm. So I broke up with him and I was like, you know what? I think from this point on, I have to be in a relationship with somebody who feels the same way about this that I do. Mm -hmm. And when I was, uh, I think it was in 2015, I met a triad. And we all um, started spending a lot of time together. And that's when I found out that like, oh, wow, ethical non-monogamy and, like, having a chosen family and, like, a polyamorous, like, family, like a polycule mm-hmm. is definitely something that I want. This is definitely something that's possible. I want people to be dating and f- best friends and all supporting each other. And there's no secrets. There's nothing mm-hmm. to hide. And we're open and, like, willing to support each other as we explore who we are together and apart. And, um... 
those three people actually got married last month. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, they're really close friends of mine. I think they have their own podcast. I think it's like on a SoundCloud. It's called My Partner, My Partner and Me. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, Sequoia, West, and Riley. They have been my Just ultimate happy. inspiration for polyamory. And um, I'm just going to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> they have a couple of episodes. I don't think they, they do it that much. It's not like a huge passion of theirs. Right. But I've been like begging them to like share their story. Um, and that was like super inspiring to me. And what's funny actually is that the person I was dating my freshman year of college, we ended up getting back together. And then when I moved, and we were open. I was having sex with other people. They were having sex with other people. And we were living together at the time. And it was chef's kiss it was just it was beautiful um and then when I moved to the east coast I was like okay before we go before I go I want to introduce you to this triad because I really love them they are my best friends Mm -hmm. and now that person my friend is dating two of the people in that triad so there's like two triads it's like a Venn diagram kind of triads and it's just the most fucking beautiful thing in the world. It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, oh my little I saw, heart. Yeah, I saw your heart swell three times that day, Jen. <laughs> I, I have a lot of feelings. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And the way that I would watch them communicate in their apartment, because I lived like two blocks away from this triad, and I'd always be over for dinner and just spending time together. And the way that they were so good at open and honest communication using I statements, like very active listening about like Mm -hmm. how we can support each other. What does each person want and need right now? And how can we like fulfill that was just so mind blowing to me because I didn't grow up in a home where people would communicate. Right. I always grew up feeling like I was the only one. Like I was like the glue in my family growing up. It was like my parents are fighting. How can I get them to talk? Okay, my mom and my sister don't get along. How do I get them to talk? Mm-hmm. And I was always in between everybody's business, just like, you know, pulling my hair out, being like, why is it so hard for anybody to talk about their feelings? Yeah. And then finally I moved out and I met these people and I was like, it's so easy. It's everything is so much better when you're just honest with yourself and with the people closest to you. Yeah. Like, no matter what the relationship looks like, communication Mm -hmm. is, like, the thing, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) always. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't... I just can't understand how anybody can live like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wild to me, like, the attachment to monogamy in our... I mean, like, I'm monogamous, so, like, I don't have to be like, monogamy is valid. Like, we all (laughs) fucking know. (laughs) Just, like, the attachment to that is, like, the only way to approach things. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, how do we have, like, entire family structures and stuff like that? And then, like, things where it's, like, oh, I have multiple, like, I have multiple sisters, for example. Or, Mm -hmm. like... How do you, how is there no room in people's brains for like, oh, well, I have multiple romantic partners. Yeah. yeah. Like, how, how is it that like, there's only one way to do it and that one way is, you just have the one romance actually. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been talking a lot about polyamory lately, because exploring that. Um, but I, it makes me think like what you were just saying too, like, um, I have a friend who has a bunch of best friends, but they're all, like, they're best friends. They're always yeah. like, this is my best friend. And they'll introduce me, like, oh, and this is my best friend. Yeah, they're I all like the best, best friends. Too. Yeah. yeah. There's no, like, like, but I'm the best friend. Like, yeah. Right, and I, that's how I yeah. explain it to people, because people are like, oh, don't you get jealous? Like, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm like, okay, let's say that you won, I don't know, some, like, fucking radio contest, and you get two tickets to see this one, like, concert. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, I have the perfect friend who I know loves going out, loves this band, mm-hmm. you know, wants to do that. We're going to do this together. And then you get another thing or like it's like a rainy day and all you want to do is like stay home and read and cuddle. And you're like, oh, this is the friend that I want to call up because this is what they want to do. And this is how we like to interact together. Right. That's the same thing with partners. They're just mm-hmm. friends. Everything should be at an even, you know, you should put the same amount of communication and energy into your romantic and your platonic relationships because intimacy takes work. Mm-hmm. So, 
that's what I don't get when people are like, I can't do that. I'm like, I would really love to be a fly on the wall of like how you spend time with your friends and how different that is with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, society is like really messed up on teaching like people on, on the whole about what romantic relationships should, relationships should be mm-hmm. though. And they're like really, really just like ingrained that jealousy in deep. Yeah. <laughs> And jealousy, it's okay. I I totally think of it as like a wave. Like, if I do have those feelings, I let them wash over me, and then I have to, like, reflect. Okay, so what about this is making me feel insecure? What kind of things should I be telling myself, or how can I re- reframe this so that I can, like, approach it in a healthy way instead of, like, taking it out and, like, building resentment against yeah. somebody that I mm-hmm. love? Yeah. Like, what What the... And it's like, jealousy is just, like, another negative emotion. Out of all the negative emotions that you can feel about your partner at any given moment, there's times where I'm mad at my partner, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's not a non-starter for us having a relationship in the first place. Yeah. Like, sometimes we get in a fight. That's gonna happen. Sometimes, like, I'll have a negative emotion. The fact, like, if one of them is jealousy, then it's like... Okay, like that. Why is that a deal breaker for people yeah, on like a relationship like structure? Other. Treat yeah. it like any of the other negative feelings you have. How do we solve this? How do we address this? Where's this coming from? Yeah, exactly. Talk it out. Talk it out. Go get a journal. Yeah. Also, if you can, get a therapist. Yeah. Also, get a therapist. I'm so pro therapy. I wish therapy were accessible <sighs> for everybody. I know it's not everybody's jam, but. There's something out there that can be therapeutic for everybody. Yeah. I, uh, I used to have a counselor who said that, like, everybody should go, like, sometimes, like, sometimes, some people more than others, because it's like going to the gym for your brain. It totally I totally is. Aww. It is like that. And then I stopped going, because I was like, I'm better now. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. Spoilers. No, I'm not. <laughs> the narrator, they were not better. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Uh, what is something you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time, and then you never have to talk about it again? Talk about it, the subject, or talk to them yeah, ever no, again? Oh, yeah, sorry, you never like have to explain it. my famous last words to cis... Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, it's something, like, it's something that cishet people, like, you hear from it, uh, from them about it a lot, and you're like, I want to clear the record. On this subject. The next time you get asked about this, you can just hand them this episode, hand them a physical copy of this podcast episode. <laughs> a VCR. <laughs> Burn them a CD. <laughs> Send it to them through LimeWire. Like... <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking of is like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm into it. But like, not to not to be like hashtag not all cis are bad, but. Right. It's not like I hate every cishet person. I just hate what they stand for. (laughs) I don't know. Leave me alone. Stop taking our things. Stop Mm. taking other people's things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that works. Yeah. I don't (laughs) know. As simple as that. Yeah. Listen, every once in a while, you just need a break from the concept of cishet people. Uh-huh. Either by just being by yourself or being by around other queer and or trans people. Sometimes you just need a little vacation away from the cishet. Yeah, this apartment is my safe haven. My other two housemates are both non-binary. Nice. So whenever we all come home, it's like... It's only trans people here. Yeah. No sis. <laughs> yeah, I'd be remiss to not point out the banner you have on your wall that just says queer. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's oh. like reflective and silver, so it kind of, it's it's a little subtle. Yeah. I've never been a rainbow gay. Happy to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to I'd love to hear what you mean by that. I, I have just never been the type of person to be like, I'm gay, and then cover my whole body in rainbow. Okay. I've just never been that, like, colorful of a person. 2019, one of my goals of this year is to put more color into my wardrobe, into my general aesthetic. So it's like an aesthetic thing. Yeah. It's very much an aesthetic thing. Word. And I struggle with that around pride because everyone's wearing their flags and doing, you know, their makeup, or your rhinestone makeup at Over the Rainbow the other oh, night. Oh, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I loved that so much. 
But I've just, like, never been that type of person. So instead of having, like, a rainbow flag hanging in the yeah. apartment, I just like having queer. Yeah, no, I've definitely been there where I'm like, my queerest look tonight isn't necessarily my loudest look tonight. Yeah. Like, I'm like... It is sort of a flannel and jeans type day, but I'm performing at a queer event or something like that, and it's like, my outfit should be louder, but that's not the flavor of gay that I'm trying to communicate to the world today. Yeah. We I have the flavors. Yes. Yeah. To go back to Tumblr, do you remember those posts that would be like, um, are you a space gay or an ocean gay? Oh, Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh my no, god, I don't coffee know. gay or a tea gay? Like oh, would... I'm a tea gay, but like I don't know about the ocean versus space thing. Ooh, ocean I versus space. thought you weren't space. on tea. What? No. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh my god. I'm leaving. Bye. Sorry, I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's when I first read the term moon lesbian. Oh, I've never heard it, but it's very like oh, evocative. Like being yeah. a moon lesbian or a sun lesbian. There's like sword lesbians. What's the alt? Axe, axe, axe lesbians. lesbians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Labrys. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, leave us alone, cishet people. I don't know what to tell you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Um, so. Oh, oh I, I guess, guess I would say stop trying to relate to us. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's something I've mm-hmm. been struggling with in this new environment that I am in. Um, in the sense of, like, I used to work at a very queer job mm-hmm. um, where I wasn't the only queer and trans person. And now I'm working somewhere where I am the only queer and trans person. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when I'm trying to share frustrations or how I feel, people are like, I, I get it. I mean, I don't totally get it, but I, I'm trying to get it. Uh, I'm trying to get it. (laughs) Every cishet, remove that from your vocabulary. I don't want to hear it anymore. Anytime that it's like, oh, your pronouns (laughs) all messed up. I'm like, I know you will. Like, you don't have to warn me already. Like, I know. Yeah, God, this guy the other night, he was talking to me before I did a stand-up set, and he was like, oh, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you. You're, like, Latin, right? And I was like, I'm Latinx. And he was like, yeah, yeah, uh, sorry, I know, I'm trying to get together a, a Latino night, or Latinx night, and... I just said the phrase. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, yeah, Latinx. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, 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 that stuff's all kind of new to me. Then don't get together a night. Then, then, then you are not the person to, to put together a night. Yeah, <laughs> and don't come to me about it. Like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, that's, like, that stuff is, like, really frustrating. Yep, 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 yep. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. So just stop. Just just stop. Stop trying to... I, I once had a person uh, compare in, in a job interview. I was in a job interview, <gasps> by the way. Just want to point that one out. Um, if you want to know how the job market is for trans people, mm-hmm. during a job interview, I had the the manager of this company, by the way, the owner of this company... Be like, I know how it feels for you to have to explain, like, your pronouns and your gender identity. My son has celiac disease. What? 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 And we have to explain that a lot. Oh my god. Explaining thing is fine, but you did literally compare my gender to a disease. (laughs) I see the connection in that, like, they're intolerant to gluten and I'm intolerant to idiots. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I've yeah. talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, there was a time recently at a job that I was talking about my queerness. I don't remember what I was talking about specifically, but it was very unrelated to the next thing that came out of my coworker's mouth, which is like, oh, yeah, I love flamboyant gay men. <gasps> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what uh, okay. Cool. Thanks for the heads up that I should never talk to you. Yeah, I'm like, that's yeah. so weird. I don't remember asking. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, just a quick question that doesn't pertain to our job at all. Do you like flamboyant gay men? <laughs> <laughs> it's just been, it's just been on the tip of my tongue. Flamboyant gay men, yay or nay? Yeah. How do we, hey, everybody, I just want to get a temperature gauge. How do we feel about flamboyant gay men? <laughs> Granted, maybe they were like a little more aware of my gender journey than I was at that particular point. You are a flamboyant like, gay man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if I'm allowed to call myself a twink, but I feel it in my soul. 
if I'm not, please just tell me and I'll stop. I, right, that's yeah. the thing to do. But there is a gender journey going on here. Yeah. Uh, oh, most definitely. Yes. I'm a boy. <laughs> but only sometimes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Before I fully came out as non-binary, I, like, identified as a demigirl for a while. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think I, yeah, owe that to Tumblr. Yeah. For, like, yes. learning that. And I was going by she and they for a little bit until I found my feelings just leaning more towards they. Mm-hmm. And my my friend and I talk about this a lot is I, I don't know if you relate to this at all, but when I was using two pronouns, I would get frustrated by how people would just be like, oh cool, she all the time, always. Yep, 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 yep. Because when Mo and I have friends who used to, I love to switch it up in the middle yeah. of the sentence. Oh, I do that <laughs> oh, all the time. Just it's flipping tasty. it back. Ooh, yeah. Again, I wish Chef's this was a kiss. video thing. Because <laughs> the dance moves they oh, just did. Oh, that was did. so good. <laughs> yeah, almost like a double helix. Yeah, take, take, your, take uh, your pointer fingers and just sort of do like a figure eight type thing in front of your face. Yeah. It's it's, that's how it feels. Yeah. So good. But I was getting frustrated by how mm. little effort people were putting into using they. So then I was like, all right, you get no other choice. They, them only. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of had, like, I am kind of in a new discovery that uh, with my current partner, we really like to be, like, gender fluid, especially when we're having sex. Mm. And when we're having sex, I like to be called, like, she, her, mm-hmm. and they, them, mm-hmm. and sometimes he, him. And um, when I'm, like, being more, like, dominant, uh, they call me queen. Mm. And that feels really fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but for, like, the rest of the world, you know, they, them, all the time, always. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Because I I, I was just explaining to somebody um, recently that was, like, because he was asking me specifically about how he should refer to me to other people and mm-hmm. I'm like cool. I like she her it's comfy coming from people I know yeah. if you're talking to like strangers or introducing the concept of me to someone you can err on the side of they them yeah. and they can like not earn the right to say she her to me but like yeah earn. Yeah. Earn. yeah earn is a great word yeah, yeah. Oh. earning trust mm-hmm. that's it yeah 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 it's, I gotta... do you really see me as who I am do you see the she her and the they them mm. Because yeah. then, yes, you can use either. You can use both. You can use one exactly. more than the other. Yeah. But exactly. if all you're doing is using one and you're not fully seeing me for who I am, no, 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 you don't get the other. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's it. Yes. That's it. Mm. Uh, so, Oliver, what is on your gay agenda? <sighs> I've been thinking about this a lot, and my gay agenda is to stay alive for as long as I possibly can. Mm. Love it. I think that this world is completely fucked up and I'm not ashamed of who I am. I'm ashamed of how people treat me Mm. and others like me. And that really pushes people over the edge. And I definitely struggle with depression and anxiety and um, Mm -hmm. self-harm. So my goal is, is to not let them win. I love Staying that. alive out of spite is a real fucking mood. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. If nothing else can motivate you on a particular day, do it out of fucking spite. Yeah. <laughs> wrote a whole song about it. Ooh, you did. I would love to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> they did. It, it's uh, so good. Also, uh, chef's kiss. Yeah. Oh, that, is a, that is a very good agenda item. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I agree. You. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we want to move on to the game? Yeah, let's have some tone, sh- like tonal whiplash. All right. Yeah. It's me, your camp counselor. Yay. Emphasis on the camp. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because you are a comedian and an improviser, I said it right that time. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're bringing back gay in the life, listeners. If you've been around for a while, you might remember this. I asked one of my few token cis hat friends to describe um, a day in the life. Of a gay in the life. And then we do some improv based off of it. Um, yeah. So let me pull up our schedule here, written by. Who is it? Like hour by hour? It's more like a bullet step points. bullet point type situation. Mm. Then from okay. there, uh, right. you with us as guest stars can 
try to imagine this world. Okay. All right. First point says, uh, wake up and claw out of your jelly chrysalis. Mm. Get breakfast, maybe algae or a small insect carcass. Um, Evolve legs. Hop to work it out. This isn't queer people. This is frogs. I see the confusion. Yeah, those are all frog things. What? (laughs) What? Uh, How did... How did that happen? Well, I know that we are turning the frogs gay. Maybe, maybe... I don't remember that discussing that on an episode. That must have been... That must have been at a live show, it's, maybe. It's well, not, not us specifically. Not us? There is a conspiracy. Oh, there's a conspiracy. Um, Obama turning the frogs gay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. So, okay. um... Maybe the opposite, too, as well. I don't know. Uh, I relate to amphibians in that I also don't want to choose... Uh, between two binary options. <laughs> um, so let's do a gay frog scene. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> a, so a, a gay in the life of a gay frog? Yeah. No, I see. I did make I did make the mistake of asking my my cishet friend who is a professional clown. <laughs> oh wow! And this is very much a bit incredible. But I'm very here for gay frog scene. Wow, I would love good. to have take y'all y'all to take the lead. I okay. am okay. confused as to <laughs> where I'm going. All right. It... <laughs> okay. I am. This is just absurd. <laughs> I haven't improvised in a long time. All right. Okay. That's because you don't have your visor on. Oh, let me put my improviser on. Here I am. I'm ready to improv and play poker yeah. with 40-year-old women. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Could I also okay. posit as a possibility we talk about gay frogs for a bit? Yeah, we could also just I'd do love that. to unpack the concept of gay frogs. Yes. Like, I feel like there's already so much going on there. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> do you want me to just talk about the conspiracy theory or just, like... Do we want to build a conspiracy theory about frogs? Or what would um, even be the goal there? What's the children's book? Frog and Toad. Frog and Toad. They're gay. They're very gay. I just thought you said fucking toad. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking toad. All right, kids. That's what frogs do. Fucking (laughs) toad. That's what. (laughs) Once upon a time. Um. Yeah, frog and toad. They are definitely very gay. That's like what me and one of my best friends call each other. Because I am very tall and slim, and they are short and fat. That's adorable. Yeah. So we're frog and toad. And at some point, we did talk about Kermit the Frog. He was Kermit's asexual. Sorry? I I think Kermit's asexual. Asexual? Yeah. Isn't that what we have landed on that? Yeah. We we, We uh, we ranked the Muppets on queerness. Not all of them, but like a handful of them. And Kermit was at the top. Oh. No, yes. Kermit was um, a, a trans ace... Frog yeah. man. Yeah, um, we did land on Because ace. I compared him to my headcanons for Sherlock Holmes. Right. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Not the frog. Sherlock Holmes is a trans man and he's ace. Oh, okay. Mm. So in that and regard, the Kermit the Frog is like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Okay. Mm. No other way. <laughs> <laughs> no other way. I haven't seen The Great Muppet Caper, I assume, no other way. Um, yeah, I mean, they sort of, like, just more get into shenanigans. They do solve it at the end, spoilers, but, like... Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is a gay... I'm I'm curious... Okay. Okay, I am curious about this conspiracy theory, and maybe y'all can sort of, like, help me out here. Because if the gays are turning other frogs gay... Other frogs? Are the, yes. <laughs> are the gays... Are, are, are the gays doing it? That's a good point. Are we doing it? We don't even know. Like, like you know, like, how, like, by being ourselves, it encourages frogs to follow suit? Like, yeah. I mean, we've already got rats. That's... Wait, which which rats are gay? Rizzo. What? Rizzo, fair. <laughs> no, no, good point, good point. The gay rat wedding. Gay rat wedding. Oh, my God. Mr. Redburn. <gasps> I forgot. How did I... How did I forget about gay rap? I know, I'm, wow. Damn, disappointed. Pop culture okay. moves so fast. <laughs> what other small animals are gay? <laughs> okay, no, hold on, hold on. There's too many, there's too many, okay. Why are frogs turning gay? Do you want the actual conspiracy theory? Yes. Okay, so Alex Jones had some sort of thing about 
I, I actually don't have all the details, I believe, because I don't listen to Alex Jones as often as possible. Um, right. It's something about Obama and the government putting chemicals in the water that make the frogs homosexual. Okay. There's well, a lot of holes in this. Yeah. Yes. We don't have time to unpack all of that. It's Alex Jones. It's That's how but, it rolls. But if that were true, which it's not because Alex Jones is the worst. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Uh, d- d- a terrible a shout Terrible man. shout, shout, ah. shout man. Oh, there he goes. Like that ambulance, a shout man. No, it's a fire truck. Um, would frogs being gay be advantageous to us in any way? Or are they just living their lives? Well, I don't want everything, right? I was going to say, the more gay, the better. So I'd say that's advantageous to us. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, if a frog is gay already, then, like, I don't care whether it's advantageous or not. Like, live your truth, frog. But... Would it improve our lives for more frogs to be gay? Well, are we talking about, like, actually homosexual frogs or, like, just, like, Like, gay culture. Of, yeah, like, like, share. Mmm. Um, because if we're talking about, like, actual, like, maybe not gay-gay, but, like, we could lean into that dumb goof I made earlier, and it could be, like, frogs are all non-binary and bi. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. I'm just trying to play in this space. No, 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 I love it. <laughs> all right. Are all frogs gay? I would say so. Yeah. But that's how I feel about people. That all people are gay. Yeah. But it's just up to them to explore that. It's up to them to figure out to what degree they're gay. Yeah, exactly. According to queer theory, you have a good point. Oh. Because pretty much everything is queering the like cis heteronormative mold Mm -hmm. like literally that's all it takes according to queer theory is there are all frogs trans like is there something in that like inherent metamorphosis well you know more about animals than i do i assume they're born as little tadpoles little polywogs yeah what's the deal with that (laughs) i don't know one day they're like i love this what's the deal with that (laughs) (laughs) oh one day they're like what if i had legs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Any of you seen uh, tadpoles recently? <laughs> What's the deal with that? <laughs> they're little wiggle boys and I don't get them. Yeah. Tip your bartenders. <laughs> you can see their guts. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Though in that way, they are queer culture because they too overshare. Whoa. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So frogs are queer culture. Yeah, at the very well, end of that. It's inherently misunderstood, because, like, that... T- I know too much about animals for this to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing of, like, doing the bloop with their tongue and catching a fly out of the air, their tongues don't extend like that. Oh, it's yeah, like, that's a Cartoons myth. were just like, that'd be cool, and then everyone's like, that's how frogs are. Wait, really? Just yeah. like uh, rabbits don't eat carrots. And then somebody was like, let's give Bugs Bunny a carrot, and now everyone's like, ah... Bunnies love carrots. Why do I feel like I have seen a real frog do that? I mean, um, they can search a little bit, but not like a lot. Not to the incredible mm. um, d- stretches that uh, uh, that like, the cartoons said like they would. Much, maybe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we've been bamboozled with uh, with the idea of frog tongue elasticity. Yeah. Yes. 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 Typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> lying about what that mouth do. I'm gonna leave. Bye. <laughs> well, this has been a great game. I think we figured out a lot oh, about frogs. <laughs> I, hey, I, just I wanna, hate myself. I just want to give a shout out to the sis who came up with that. Really, <laughs> really crushed it. Back right <laughs> you did it for God and country. <laughs> All right. Um... Thank you so much for chatting with us. Oh, wow. Uh, Incredible. What a great note to end on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything you want to plug, like a social media's, uh, your comedy? Where where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram. That's at GayTransBabe. If you're in the Philadelphia tri-state area, please check out my shows. I'm performing stand-up, improv, sketch comedy all the time. Mm. Literally all the time. Thank you. Um, I promote the shit out of my shows on Insta, um, and if money is ever a barrier, I'm always happy to find um, solutions, comps, 
covering people's tickets. I just want to share it with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. Also, the fact that you secured that handle, gay trans babe. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn, did you just, like, jump around and scream when you locked that down? Because that's a good handle. So I've had it for a long time. It used to be queer trans babe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had gay trans babes since, like, 2016. Wow. Yep. Never Good changing find. it. Good find. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Skillful. I love when I tell people that, and they're like, oh, yeah. Up into it. Skillful. Skillful. Yeah. Yes. Jen? Uh, as usual, if you think I'm funny, which I can't imagine you do after all that frog business, um, you can find me on Twitter at underscore glittergoblin underscore. Or on Instagram at glitter.goblin. I'm doing a 30-day aesthetic challenge, and I would love, if, if you want, if you would join in with me and tag me so I can see all your beautiful outfits and makeup and looks. Uh, I did just skip the last three days, because life is a lot, but I'm jumping back in. Yeah. Cute. It's, it's so fun. It's called Phases of June, and it's a real treat. Oh, yes. I have seen that around. Oh. Nice. <laughs> it traveled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's small bit. Small bit. Small CJ, bit. what about you? Oh, I don't usually plug my social media on here. I usually just plug the shows. Anything that you'd like to say? (laughs) In general, I feel like I have talked a lot about frogs. (laughs) (laughs) I've reached my quota of frog conversation until the end of the month. Yeah, I feel like everything I had to say, I expressed in the frog segment back there. Incredible. So I'll just go ahead and say that uh, you can find My Gay Agenda on iTunes. If you're there, please rate and subscribe and tell all your friends. All that really helps us out so much. Um, You can follow us on Facebook. We're sort of making the climb a bit toward a thousand uh, followers Ah. on there, so jump on the train. Uh, We post uh, updates about the show and about us, and we like post like queer-related um, articles and all that, and sometimes art, like we just did with uh, Aiden of the Fighting Aidens. Um, and it, it was a bit from a previous it's episode. It's sports mascot. Yeah, it, we us. have a sports team, and it's the Fighting Aidens, and the mascot is the Aiden. Aiden. The, um, Aiden. the, the <laughs> Aiden. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is GayAgendaCast. Uh, and you can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can get exclusive content. Like I just posted, uh, my partner Tim and I just uh, watched um, The Secret of Nim for the very first time and then talked about it. More rats. Are they gay? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a good amount of them are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say all of them, but like some were pretty definitively queer. Uh, but you can hear all about that um, if you're a Patreon supporter. Um, and I think that about does it for us. Jen, you want to sign us off? Wonderful. All right. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Talk about your feelings. Communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Thanks I, for can having I, me. Can I talk about my feelings? That was yes. a good fucking frog bit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>